0: Hello, and welcome to the Boost Over Ball
1: Podcast. second episode of what's going to be our very uh, fruitful and super successful podcast. It's going to rocket us into the echelon of Rocket League history, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Um, Into the VIP category. Oh, we're we're totally VIP. We're already VIP. At least my mom told me I was. So, she never lied to me her whole life. (laughs) Uh... (laughs) We never did introduce ourselves last time, never, we, we haven't really even talked about what this podcast is going to be, um, do you want to, you want to give it a shot, you want to start? Yeah,
0: sure, welcome back to the Boost Over Ball podcast, I'm one of your hosts, I'm Kyle, or Kuby, or KCube, as I am known online, um, and we're here to talk about all things Rocky League, from the pro scene, to, uh, college Rocky League, to, smaller leagues like mle
1: oh that's beautiful 10 out of 10 that's easily a grand champ level introduction just want to point that out for anyone listening and caring okay. uh so i'm ace uh or code red jack um i am the i don't know resident village idiot uh when it comes to this stuff i'm just learning about all this pro play uh i went to worlds and now i'm hooked and so now I'm doing a podcast. But I am your uh, regular champ player that thinks that he should be grand champ, even though I don't have mechanics or game sense or ball control or... What else do you need? Oh, I, I also can't put the ball in a net. So I I don't think anybody forward...
0: can really put the ball in the net, though.
1: <laughs> That's not what I saw at Worlds. My lord. I didn't know you could move the ball like that. Um, I definitely can't. But anyway, uh, <laughs> so yeah, uh, that's me uh, in, in a nutshell. I, I look forward to criticizing uh, and critiquing, so to speak, uh, all of the pros and discussing exactly how bad they are because I have the authority in that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I uh, I on the other hand am a collegiate Rocket League coach for Lawrence Tech University in, in Michigan, and I played for one of Purdue University's competitive teams back in the day. Not their A team, but one of their teams, and so I feel like I have somewhat of a background that makes me at least partially qualified to talk to people about Rocket League.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Of the two of us, you have 100% of the qualifications. <laughs> eh. So together oh. maybe
0: we make a good podcast host
1: probably uh so before we start recording remember i mentioned that chili that i made and now i'm trying oh yeah i will not be able to talk this is so spicy <laughs> my mouth is on fire so <laughs> let's uh <laughs> let's speed round this because uh let's yeah be, this be hurts with it. <laughs> okay but it, it's delicious aside from the pain
0: well that's good to hear at least
1: that's actually Rocket League in a nutshell, too. Yeah. yeah good <laughs> it's point. delicious, aside from the pain. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, before we start, how many times have you uninstalled Rocket League?
0: Um, Once or twice.
1: <laughs> I've, I've never gotten to the point of uninstalling it, but I have, and this is the only time in my life I've done it. Uh, I have thrown a controller a few times. <laughs> yeah, I've and it's only f- this game.
0: Yeah, I've hit a few desks, but thankfully I haven't broken anything from anger. But, oh well.
1: Then you update those quick chats. <laughs> they are not toxic enough. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. But, welcome back, as we said before. But this is, this is kind of our, our part two. Um, as the rest of the fall open... Uh, completed over the weekend with the EU, OCE, uh, South America, and Sub-Saharan African regions uh, competing in the Fall Cup. Uh, I'll start out, we can start out the podcast with, with some roster changes like we did last week, but for EU this time, and if we thought that there were a lot of roster changes for NA, just there are so many more for EU.
1: Uh, yeah this is all the teams i know and more uh, listed here
0: yeah so the the biggest roster move probably of the off season being Vitira leaving Moist Esports and moving to uh Carmine Corp who dropped their roster and Astral moved back to Moist Solary was able to pick up a new roster with some some fan favorites KDOP and Fairy Peak along with Shawset um, SK Gaming with the new roster, Carmine Corp, new roster, Evil Geniuses moving to EU, um, some new, some new organizations entering the fray, and Williams Reserve, uh, G1 or Gamers First, Quadrant, Sonics move over to EU, Guild picks up a new roster, Oxygen picks up a new roster, roster, and Tundra, uh, all kind of making. Pretty, pretty substantial roster changes or, you know, a full change.
1: So I see you have G1 listed here as Gamers First, so does that mean they are not actually the precursor to G2?
0: Unfortunately, no. I wish they were. That would be very funny because of the whole uh, EU versus NA banter that the players have going on, but that would be, <laughs> that would make it better. But no, it is Gamers First. I had to, I had to do some digging on that one.
1: I see Mark Bates on there. Isn't that the guy that was on was he on BDS? Yeah. Previously. Yeah, he's okay. the
0: person who got benched in the final split.
1: Okay. And then we got Sam and I see that uh the big the big news in Sam is there's no Furia. They they went over to NA as as we all know and they're they're doing a great job over in NA. I'm excited to see them this weekend.
0: Yeah, so it's kind of, I think there's kind of going to be a, a, a power vacuum there, right? But all the teams are going to be competing to see who can, who can take that number one Sam spot. And it, it opens the door really for another another team that we haven't really seen before on the world stage to to kind of move into that, into that position because there's one less team to compete for those spots. And we will see the teams that kind of stepped up to the plate when we recap uh, the, the Sam fall open.
1: Awesome. I look forward to that. So, uh, is that all of our regions? Let me see. So we got EE, we got Sam. Uh, who else played this week? Uh, Oceana. Okay.
0: And the, the main things there are CJCJ um, CJ retires, Kami moves to uh, Asia Pacific, James Cheese.
1: Oh, yeah, I remember James Cheese.
0: Yeah. And then, uh, so Renegades is no longer a team, so really... Um, In OCE, it's uh, Pioneers who were able to make the main event for RLCS. It's going to be Ground Zero Gaming. And um, The Lake Show is uh, an unsponsored team that kind of is making some waves. But I'll I'll touch on that some more once we get into the OCE overview.
1: Sounds good. All right. Do you want to move on? Uh, Start talking about the results of the Swiss?
0: Yeah. So we we can we can go ahead and start here with EU. Um, the teams that qualified for the final day that for the playoffs are Moist Esports, Team BDS, Oxygen Esports, Carmine Corp, Tundra Esports, Quadrant, G One, and Team Liquid.
1: All right, and then the other the other half of that sixteen, they're the ones that had to go to the. You you explain this to me like I was five last week. Um, and like I was five, I've forgotten because so my crayons the, have all scribbled.
0: The fall, <laughs> o- the fall open is the culmination of an open and a closed qualifier. So theoretically speaking, these should be the 16 best teams in the region. Got it. So the teams that did not qualify for the playoffs are have been eliminated from the fall open. And they can try again for the fall cup which for EU, O C is going to
1: be in two weeks. And so the other half of the Swiss stage, though, because I think we went through, what, G1, Quadrant, Team Liquid. Yep. But then we had, what, Iogiri, Monkey, Sonics, Solary?
0: Yep, Solary.
1: Evil Geniuses, Williams Resolve, Guildy Sports, and Endpoint CX.
0: Yep, those are your teams that are going to be eliminated. And through the, the Swiss stage... A little bit unusual but we did have two teams that just couldn't seem to take any games i mean endpoint finishes their swiss round with one match win i see that. That, they, that, <laughs> that they took against solary which would you know was only able to take one series
1: i am seeing so what i'm seeing just out just off the top of my off um just from here eu appears uh Right off the bat, to be a little less decided, I would say, than NA. Because in NA, we had, uh, what, Gen G and, um, FaZe Clan. Basically, was it FaZe Clan? Yes. I'm pleased to have them right. <laughs> FaZe, FaZe, FaZe Clan yeah. is yeah. correct, yes. Yeah, they just absolutely dominated. They were, like, pretty much unstoppable. Even, even if I remember correctly, Space Station Gaming went through Swiss pretty, uh, pretty easily as well not not losing very many games and i don't really see that here because yeah. the number 1 moist they went 9-5 yeah so I mean, they gave up 5 games that's that's crazy
0: like historically speaking it's kind of been top 4 top 6 for uh e, for na you know with like teams teams like g2 nrg space mm-hmm. station they've kind of just consistently been at the top where now we're starting to see teams like version one uh gen g phase clan optic making you know kind of making waves and trying to trying to find their foothold but in in eu i mean it was last season it was really just it was all bds and then everyone else but i mean this year it it's kind of seeming like there's quite a few viable teams that are going to fight for for tournament wins and for series wins
1: I mean, considering how absolutely dominant BDS was at Worlds, I am happy to see the competition stiffen because, like, I, looking at them, they went 3 2 just in Swiss. So they went 3 2 with Gildy Sports, Take It A, Game 5. Um, same with, uh, was that G1? And then the last one, oh, it's Carmine Corp. Hey, hey, look at that. Hey. I will recognize all of these symbols one day. It will probably be next season. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's gonna be as soon as we don't need to know them anymore. As soon as they all change. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Hundred um, percent. But yeah, like every one of their games went three-two, went to yeah. game five. So like, that is not what we witnessed at Worlds. That's not that's not the domination that they were showing uh, last season.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I mean, they 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 won in game five against Guild Esports, who finished, you know fifteenth out of sixteenth. So either, you know, a little bit of nerves or just a good a good series from Guild, but they really fell off after that. Whereas, you know, BDS, they're a clinical team, they find a way to win. They grind teams out. And they're able to, to take second spot in the in the Swiss because because they're able to, to grind those series out. But probably at least for me, the biggest surprise the biggest surprises are gonna be Moist finishing at, at that number one spot Despite losing what was widely considered to be one of the best players in the world, Vatira leaving their team. Yeah. And the second would be Oxygen Esports. It's a brand new roster. It's a it's a an organization that moved from NA to EU, and it's 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 a roster that has kind of been built from from multiple other teams either disbanding or getting new rosters that. Is, who played with apparently Jack and scrub killer last season is going to be leading that team with Oli and Archie from Semper. So it's kind of the, the, the guys that you, we, we saw last, last season at worlds kind of come together and they, they looked, they looked good in the Swiss stage and I mean, a little bit of a spoiler, but they looked even better in playoffs.
1: Well, I'm looking at this and, and you said Jory was Jory was with app Jack. Yeah. That's, that's very interesting because, uh, Gen G, right? Isn't that apparently Jack? He went over to Canada. Yes. I'm remembering all of these stories that you've told me over our many campfires. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but that's that's quite interesting, like just how, the interplay of all these pros and like you know, Torius and Abjack, both names that, I've not, that I recognize now with a lot of beating over the head with the book, but uh. They, they are both like top tier teams, cause I mean they took playoffs. Yeah. At, you know a little bit of a spoiler, uh, and they did so decidedly. And AppJack and his brand new team over in Canada, they got second yeah. in NA.
0: Yeah, I mean they. It, it's it's interesting to me that they played together, and they did. Dignitas did not do so so well last season they kind of underperformed but they kind of split away from each other and they're both able to seemingly find their footings and, and flourish
1: so you're saying that every time I said that I don't suck it's my teammates I could have been right
0: yeah you definitely could have been right <laughs> but
1: hope every plat out there is listening very closely to this I yeah. hear you <laughs> I, I feel your pain <laughs> But, yeah, even the pros do apparently. So yeah, yeah. It's just it's all about that. Uh, what do they call that? History. There it is.
0: Moving forward to the playoffs, um, Moist able to to take care of business against Team Liquid in the quarterfinals, and Carmine Corp able to uh, easily clean up Tundra four one, which set up a semifinal matchup between Moist and Carmine Corp which Carming Corp are able to make quick work of Moist 4-1 to move on to the finals. And then, uh, kind of on the other side of the bracket, Team BDS lo- finally losing out in a game in a game-deciding uh, of series game, Game 7 to Quadrant. And Oxygen Esports is able to take G1 down 4-2. to And then, you know, this is really where, at least in my opinion, we kind of see Oxygen come into their own. They're able to beat quadrant in a 4-0 sweep and they move on to a finals matchup against Carmine Corp and they're able to take that four games to two and they looked pretty convincing throughout their playoff run
1: absolutely I mean I really like seeing these guys I mean they came over from, from NAM, and they are just absolutely uh, doing work I'm excited to see how it continues to go because Carmine Corp is also showing that they're in it to play uh this season because that so one of the interesting things i see here in the eu side of things is the game differential is skewed more towards that third and fourth in the swiss so oxygen esports came out of swiss with the biggest game differential even though they ended up coming in third they had the plus seven and then carmine corp was plus six and the moist and bds were not they both they both had super close um, series most of their Swiss but they you know they just pulled those three O's so I think that you know give them an R10 Swiss's right or something like that which we'll see over the course of the season I think we're gonna see the Oxid and Carmine if they keep playing like they did this you know this event then we're gonna see them pretty much at the top fighting for that. We might actually end up with a top two, top four in EU as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's super exciting to kind of see that everybody seemingly is taking games off of each other. It makes for you know exciting viewership. Probably not so much for the the people who own and manage the the organizations like uh, Moist Critical with Moist Esports and things like that. But I mean, it's it's great viewing, great for the viewers.
1: Yeah, I think I mentioned that a bit last last uh, last time we met. Is that I really enjoyed watching those NA games, and I unfortunately have not. Was just super packed this week, so I didn't get to actually watch any of these EU ones. Um, But the the one-sidedness of all the NA matches, or majority of those NA matches, it's just not. It's still fun to see. It's Rocket League, but it's not nearly as fun as those game seven runs. Like, I would have loved to, I might actually look it up and watch it, the BDS Quadrant game, because it went to Game 7. I bet that must have been an absolutely fantastic match to watch.
0: Yeah, it it, it was. But, I mean, they, it, it's kind of, it's interesting to me that, you know, somebody like Quadrant, who finishes 7th in the Swiss, is able to to take games off of and eventually take the series against, you know, your reigning world champions in BDS.
1: Well, and with all of the different roster changes, BDS didn't have anything, right? They're the same exact team that won Worlds. Yeah, exactly. Just a few months ago.
0: So I would say most of the time stability can be key for for some players, but I mean, Seiko and Extra and Monkey Moon are world champions. So, you know, I, I would have thought that they'd be able to continue their dominance, but they were not able to as they fall to quadrant in. Basically one or two goal games. Game seven was a four minute overtime that quadrant won one to nothing.
1: Those are kind of fun to watch. I saw that that I did see quite a few times in NA. I mean there were a couple of those games that went overtime. I think one of them went nine minutes, if I remember correctly, last week. I don't know if this happened this time, but those are stressful. No kidding.
0: (laughs) Like, like I'm not even playing, and I'm stressed. Just because, like, any mistake's going to be a goal, and it's, you know, there's such low scoring that, you know, that one goal is going to be the difference, most likely.
1: And then we got, let's see... Oh, man, then Quadrant goes up against Auction eSports, and it's pretty one-sided. I mean, the last three games were within one goal, but they're also fairly high scoring for uh, pro play. I mean, you see that Game 2, Game 3 went... Uh, two, three, four minutes overtime almost, but yeah, that first game was pretty one-sided, and I'm, how did Carm? I didn't look at the Carmine Corp and Auction games. You want to talk about those a bit?
0: Yeah. So just like in their series with BDS, um, Oxygen are able to take the first, the first game, and they lose games two and three, and in the, they take a timeout and they're able to rattle off three straight and in the BDS series after losing two straight Yeah, I strings... see
1: that, so yeah they they took game one, they lost game two and three like pretty dominantly, like Carmine took them took them, to, <laughs> took them to court, right and then they took their timeout they come back and they're looking great they got, you know, a 4-1, 3-1 pretty dominant on their end but then Carmine took their own timeout and it didn't look like they just didn't recover well because that last game 4-0 it was it seemed pretty one-sided
0: yeah i mean they they're in the playoffs at least they're undefeated coming off of timeouts so i i in my in my opinion it, it that shows a good mentality it shows a good a good coach their coach is billy um, that's going to be able to help refocus the players and kind of get them pointed in the right direction you know, despite being down in a in a best-of-seven series, you know, it happened to them twice, and they're able to battle back. So I'm sure beating BDS in seven really helped give them the confidence to go forward and to finish off the tournament.
1: Absolutely. All right. Uh, what do we got? Uh, anything else you want to add to this?
0: I'm excited to see if Oxygen can continue their good run of form or if your BDS kind of resurges or if Moist can... Refined their form because last season Moist and BDS were kind of really your two front runners. So I'm excited to see if it kind of fleshes out into more of a top four, top six, or if it's just going to be the kind of the same old, uh, same old characters that we're used to.
1: Yeah, I mean the 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 spectator in me wants Oxygen Esports to have had a really good event, but it to be not a one off, obviously, but for them to not be so dominant throughout the rest of the season, but we'll see. I'm very excited because, like, I, I don't know, I I don't know how EU normally is, but this is this is pretty exciting stuff just because it's not it's not so one-sided. Um, I hope it, I hope Oxygen U sports continues, but I also, I don't know, I'm leaning more towards I want them to cool off just a little bit. Let's get let's make every game. A game seven. I want to see Champions Field every match. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome.
0: It's it's very different. Uh, that's a stark difference to to OCE. this we'll transition over here, um, Pioneers, the team that you that you may know um, from as your representatives in the main event at RLCS from the Oceania region, along with Renegades, who is no longer. They no longer are, exist as a team, and uh, so we got pioneers who dropped four games total in the in the entire tournament. They dropped um, two games in Swiss and two game one game in the semifinals and one game in the grand finals. And they never they never looked uncomfortable. They never looked out of place. It was pretty convincing wins all the way through for them.
1: Um. Another one I think that we should keep an eye out for is this ground zero gaming. I mean, in Swiss, they go, they don't drop a game. They're 9 0. And then they make it into playoffs. And they go 4 1, and then they're taken out by Lake Show. But until that game against Lake Show, they were, oh, no math, uh, 13 and 1. And
0: yeah, they were rolling.
1: They were having a good time. Yeah. And how was Lake Show doing before that?
0: Lake Show. Uh, finished fifth in the in the Swiss stage, they all, were almost eliminated after losing in rounds two and three, but they were kind of able to regain or at, losing in round two. I'm sorry, and then were able to to pull it back, and just beat Dire Wolves to qualify through round four. But I mean, the Lake Show are a, a non-sponsored team that you know I, I I must admit before before this I, I had not heard of them. But it, it's cool to see different teams competing in OCE, as it's for the most part generally been two to three organizations that that kind of run the show there.
1: Um, and that was what uh, that was whoever CJ CJ was with last season, right? They're pretty much the dominant name back in, in Oceana back that, uh, last season.
0: Yeah, it's um, uh, it's usually like Ground Zero Gaming, Power um pioneers and renegades kind of uh ran ran the show for a few years i mean ground Zeroes had a couple of different names like tainted minds and things like that but i mean for the most part it's generally a combination of two of those of those four teams that have represented the o- the oce region
1: now remind me uh what all who all is included in oceana i mean CJCJ CJ and his team, they were Australia? Yes. Is that that's right? Correct. Yep. So, okay.
0: Oceania would be Australia, New Zealand, and I think Tasmania, if there was anybody from there, but I think that everybody, all of the teams that made it in, in OCE are all, are full Australian teams.
1: Yeah, I'm looking through. I see, I see there's a Couple American coaches, it looks like, and then DRK is that England? Okay, yeah, he's a coach. Yeah, it but looks like all the players turkish. except for Fades. Yeah. Okay.
0: But I mean, for the most part, they're all Australian kids. It's uh, Oceania is a smaller region in terms of population, so generally, they in the past they've had trouble competing with some of the bigger regions who have more resources as in more a, a bigger player base to choose from but i mean they pioneers looked good uh renegades looked good in 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 the limited capacity that we saw them at worlds
1: yeah i mean just just getting to that stage and competing uh at all is an absolute huge accomplishment so i would not be at all like disappointed if i were them to get there and like so yeah um Excited to see what comes out of here, uh, but as you said, it's, it's a bit smaller of a region. So, hopefully, hopefully one of them comes out and just uh, surprises us all and takes the whole thing. That would be so good. That'd be so good for spectators. <laughs>
0: it, it certainly would, but uh, transitioning again into uh, SAM or South America, um, like we mentioned earlier, FURIA is no longer a member of this region. So that kind of opens the door. Um, The main players now in in this region would be The Club, who we made it to uh, Worlds, uh, to the Swiss stage in Worlds, Um, Team Secret, and Endgame, and True Neutral. Those are kind of going to be the main players, at least, you know, in, in my opinion, moving forward throughout the season. And that kind of shows through the Swiss bracket with um, Team Secret finishing a perfect nine and zero, not dropping a single game. The club finishing nine and two in second place, dropping two. Um, Endgame finishing nine and five in fifth. For the most part, the the teams that should be taking games and winning did.
1: Yeah, uh, I can definitely see looking at this. There's. A bit more one-sided. This is looking a bit more like NA, where you see these just absolutely dominant teams. Um, but it's not too really a jump straight into the playoffs. I'm looking at that, and I'm so excited to talk about that, because it looks, it looks like just one upset after another.
0: Yeah, I mean, it like, Team Secret, after having a perfect Swiss bracket, they drop one game to Epiphany and move into the semifinals where they're swept by endgame. Kind of like coming out of nowhere, but I mean they're they're all one this... or two goal games but yeah,
1: you know you ever see those cartoons where you have like uh, you have a tiny little fish gets eaten by a bigger fish eaten by a bigger fish and then suddenly eaten by a bigger fish this this is what this playoffs look like right so you got Team Secret, they drop one game and then they get swept by Endgame and then Endgame goes up against the club and then they get swept and it's just like bigger fish bigger fish bigger fish yeah Like, but like the club was incredibly dominant all the way through this, except when they came up against, was that Crew? Crew I mean, Esports? Yeah.
0: So I mean, I, I don't know what happened in that series. Um, they're all, except for, you know, one of them, most of them are one-goal games. So, I mean, the club, they're, they're a good team. They made it to Worlds last year for Swiss Stage. Um, they're able to take care of business in the semifinals. But, I mean, they, they dropped three matches total in... The playoffs and all three of those were in semifinals and they they dropped five matches total
1: i think that there was just something about crew that they had the right play against these guys because you know club won first one and almost got reverse swept and they came back no timeouts though do they just not do timeouts down there they just like mm-hmm. <laughs> screw we'll no, do it live <laughs> Yeah, there's, n- there's not as
0: many timeouts in Sam I'm not, it's more It's at least in the past it's been more of an offensive region, there's been not as much defense but as kind of, you know, we're, we've wound down with COVID a little bit and people have been able to go to in-person events, uh, they've had to adapt a little bit because that offensive play style doesn't really translate to playing against uh, NA and EU and other region teams because they have both the offense and the capability to shut other teams down too.
1: Yeah, we definitely saw their offensive play in Furia last season. So, I mean, Furia is up in NA and, and they're holding their own so far. So, uh, I'm glad to see them adapting. Uh, and it looks like, I don't know, looking at this, the club seems to be very, very happy about the space left <laughs> by Furia.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely think so. They've they looked good. They looked dominant. And they're able to, at least as of right now, comfortably take first place in their region. And I I don't know if they'll look back. I mean, I think that I think that you could get some challenging from Team Secret. Um, I don't think you're going to be able to hold them down. They they've just been they looked dominant up until the semifinals. So maybe they you know had because the semifinals are going to be your first match of of the uh, championship Sunday for this tournament. So maybe they had a bad day. Or something was going on but I mean I, I don't I think that we'll see them bounce back next time
1: yeah that's true that as their first match of the day maybe they just weren't cold they didn't warm up right something weird happened in practice it's not a good day for you we've all been there happens to me pretty much 90% of the time but some <laughs> people are not as unlucky <laughs> it's always my teammates though oh yeah always the teammates <laughs> But... Uh, I'm excited to see what happens with crew moving forward because uh, you know even though the club was very dominant to everybody crew is the only one that kind of kept them uh, in check so uh, I think that if that if that stands if that pattern stands we could see crew taking the next event probably um also you know I don't want to see club just being completely dominant I would like for them to sweat a little bit so that way they're you know ready to really defend when they get to the world stage uh this this season um but we have a couple international events before then right aren't the invitationals all international
0: so the invitationals will actually be just for their specific regions however there is a international major for every split so there'll be one for fall one for winter one for spring and then the world championships would be after all of that in the summer
1: awesome i promise you only have to explain that to me at least four more times Hey.
0: We'll eventually get there. I, I still have to look it up a lot of times too, so we'll we'll get there. But last last but not least in the in the fall opens that happened uh is sub Saharan Africa. And uh your representatives to worlds from the region uh last year would be Orlando Pirates and They looked good, but they were not able to take top spot in their group. That would be a new team without a sponsor called May Contain Nuts. They dropped one game in the Swiss, and they dropped one game in the playoffs. They looked truly dominant from start to finish. They swept Pirates in the finals, and Pirates swept both of their opponents in the playoffs, too. I just, I, I kind of expected it to be a little bit closer of a series, but May Contain Nuts just looked like a, a step above.
1: I'm sorry, I can't stop giggling. Because of May Contain Nuts? <laughs> I love that team name so much.
0: So, so team name battle then, James Cheese versus May
1: Contain Nuts. May Contain Nuts wins. Okay. <laughs> but, you know... <laughs> I may be pushing 40, but somewhere inside me, I'm only 13. I love it so much. Okay. Out? Oh, my... I want to see them... I want to see them at Worlds. I want to see them at Worlds, specifically because I want to hear their name announced <laughs> over every podcast. <laughs> oh, that's going to be great. Anyway, I'm probably enjoying that more than most people, but I'm also under the effects of this chili it is so hot that I can barely think.
0: It does happen. But uh-huh. they said I mean there's not really not really much to to add on that. Making Day Nuts just really looked like the best team in the region.
1: It's interesting to see, but it definitely seems like this is gonna be a region that we're not gonna see a lot of competition. It looks very dominant all the way through here. Um I mean looking at the scores There aren't very many close games. Uh, (laughs) oh Mangatane Nuts just absolutely dominated. I mean, they went up against Pirates, who had already been dominated the whole time, and it wasn't even a close 4-0. Like, it wasn't even a close sweep. Uh, The closest game was that first one, 3-2, and then they just basically shut them out the rest of the series.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's truly an impressive performance from them, and... They definitely earned uh, earned the win there.
1: Now, do you recognize any of the players? It looks like 2-Die-4, Snowy, Dar.
0: I do not, personally. I, I I have not paid as much of attention to uh, Sub-Saharan Africa in the past. Um, they didn't really make as much of a wave in RLCS and the World Championships. that, I, And so I, I have not really been able to, to catch much of their stuff last season. So I'm I'm looking forward to being able to kind of learn some of the players and learn some of the the teams in this region.
1: Same. Same. I'm really excited to learn more about this region. Um and it looks like we will see them in the international event and I would really I'm really curious. I mean, that's going to be was that a month away, 2 months away. I'm curious to see how they fare when they get outside of their region
0: yeah for sure and last but certainly not least we have the fall cup coming up this weekend not to be mistaken with the fall open but the fall cup is going to be uh next weekend for what we'll look at for na um based on the teams that qualified we're seeing some new names we have 26 rising Nefarious and Ghost Gaming making their appearances in the in the Cup in place of uh, Pittsburgh Knights, Luminosity Gaming, and Soul. Um, is there a team that kind of stands out to you that you or your your favorites uh, to win the to win the Fall Cup?
1: Oh, to win the Fall Cup. Um, let's see. So, you know, Space Station Gaming has won me over again. I really want to see them uh, do very well. Uh, I don't want to see Phase Plan take it again, um, but what I would like to see is Space Station and Gen G in the, in the grand finals with Space Station taking it. That's what I want. Okay. What about you?
0: Um, I think uh, I'd I'd like to see G Two play well. I think it's going to be good for the region. They kind of they had a rough go in in playoffs, dropping dropping as quickly as they did to phase clan i think that they they would have expected better of themselves and i'm excited to see what teams like 26 rising and ghost gaming can do um in place of in place of luminosity and soul i, I think that there's not really a whole lot they'd have to do to, to kind of outperform what the what what those teams did in the last major but i mean teams that that did not qualify like NRG and Dignitas are going to be looking to try and find the right formula to move up into that top eight. But looking at the the, the lineup of teams, I don't really see who they knock out.
1: Well, NRG is going to have a rough time. Uh, from what I can see here, I mean, their first game's up against Furious, so they need to... They won't have a, you know, a warm-up match. They're going to be facing FURIA. That is not a team you want in your first round of Swiss. Um, I think that NRG could take Dignitas. I think they could take Rogue, Team Axel. So uh, NRG could qualify if they get put up... Uh, if they end up in favorable matchups. I don't see them taking it uh, unless they have done a lot of work since the last event. Um, and maybe they have. I hope they have because... NRG is pretty dang cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's
0: they had what like two weeks, or they'll have a yeah. little under two weeks to to, to kind of change things up and reevaluate. I know that they NRG specifically just uh, made a coaching change. They got rid of uh, their world championship uh, coach Siz. So I I, under, I understand the players just kind of wanted a change. So I I will be interested to see. What comes of that, and what they can they can do moving forward?
1: Now, did they do they have a replacement for the coach yet, or no?
0: They do not, as of right now.
1: Oh, it looks like that was two days ago. Yeah, that that's still fresh. Yes, okay. it is. Who would you like to see uh, pop into that slot? Do you have any, do you have anybody in your in your head that you think would be able to coach this motley crew of ruffians?
0: so i'm not entirely sure who i'd like to see coach them i mean there's a couple of of decent options i mean i think so i'm not really sure who their front runners are at this point if i had to guess i'd say a former pro probably would help out would help them a lot i think um, having someone who's kind of been there done that um, can help with mentality and uh, helping to calm people down so I I'm very curious as to if they will appoint someone before the event happens or if it will be uh, further down the line
1: Oh, well, this is going to be another exciting weekend of Rocket League I actually don't have anything going on so I'm going to be able to watch it which is going to be even better
0: yeah me too I'm, I'm excited to, to see what happens and uh, looking forward to some hopefully some, some good Rocket League
1: now phase, lose.
0: Phase down. Just do it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you already had your 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 wins. You already had your glory. Just lose. Yeah, yeah. Take a break. Relax. Go get a little drink with an umbrella on it. Let some other let the other people play, please. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Uh, you know, one thing that I one thing I I saw and i and i didn't watch the series and i i'm actually a little disappointed now uh because i watched so much of the a last week uh i saw a clip from the shopify rebellion uh run last week where i think they won a ga- they won a game at zero seconds back when they were down by two eight seconds left did you see that clip
0: i did yeah it's was one of the greatest comebacks in Rocket League history because they ended up winning in overtime too.
1: Yeah. That was absolutely insane. And I'm I'm really upset because I watched almost all of those games and I missed that. That that is yeah. That is definitely one of the best comebacks. And I'm really excited to see what happens with Shopify moving forward because obviously they made a very clear statement that they are a top tier team with that comeback. Because, I mean, eight seconds left, two down, I'm calling it myself. <laughs> I'm not thinking that I'm going to make two goals in eight seconds and, you know, come back for a win.
0: I'm kind of with you on that one. I mean, most people write it off, but, you know, props to them and and to their their coach, Seb, for keeping them, you know, mentally engaged, even with eight seconds left down, too.
1: Any other thoughts before we uh, close it out for the week?
0: Yeah, I – uh. I I hope you enjoy the rest of your chili. I hope it doesn't melt your face off too bad.
1: I I have managed to finish it, and my face is uh, still intact. I I was able to continue speaking through most of this, but (laughs) uh, uh, we made that one spicy.
0: Fair enough. Well, thank you, everyone, for tuning in to another episode of the Boost Over Ball podcast. Um, We will catch you guys again uh, the beginning of next week with our wrap-up from the Fall Cup for those that competed. Uh, Make sure to check us out on social media. Feel free to ask us questions on Twitter, and we'll answer them in the next show. Uh, Thank you again for listening. Be sure to rate everywhere that you get your podcasts, and have a great night.
1: And always, uh, thank you, Cube, for the carry. You have a very wonderful backpack.
0: Thank you for listening to the Boost Overball Podcast.